Ready to start talking to your kids about financial literacy? Meet Greenlight, the debit card and money app that teaches kids and teens how to earn, save, spend wisely, and invest with your guardrails in place. Parents can send instant money transfers, automate allowance, and more. Plus, keep an eye on spending with real-time notifications. Join more than 6 million families building healthy financial habits together on Greenlight. Get your first month free at greenlight.com slash odyssey. That's greenlight.com slash odyssey. The Vanishing Point is released weekly, every Wednesday, and brought to you absolutely free. But if you want to binge the whole season right now, subscribe to Tenderfoot Plus at tenderfootplus.com or on Apple Podcasts. You'll also get exclusive bonus content. For more information, check out the show notes. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are solely those of the podcast author or individuals participating in the podcast and do not represent those of Tenderfoot TV or their employees. This podcast also contains subject matter which may not be suitable for everyone. Listener discretion is advised. I'm Celestia Stanton. This is The Vanishing Point. Today we're out here supporting all the families that came from all different nations, all different tribes, and we're saying enough is enough and we want to be able to get some type of closure, we want some justice and some help. We need help. This is Danielle Vigel-Masten speaking at an MMIW rally in 2020. Danielle has spent her life working in various capacities to preserve her native culture and advocate for victims of domestic violence, trafficking, and other forms of violence within the community. She also served as a chairwoman on the Hoopa Valley Tribe Council from 2013 to 2015. She's only the second woman to hold this role. We visited the Office of Domestic Violence, Sexual Assault, and MMIP Prevention while in Hoopa, and sat down with Danielle to learn more about her role as manager, as well as her perspective on these issues since working on the front lines. I am the manager advocate for the Office of Domestic Violence, Sexual Assault, and MMIP Prevention Program from Hoopa, California, under Kamau Medical Center. As far as domestic violence, you know, in MMIP, the biggest crisis that we see right now is lack of law enforcement, jurisdictional issues, no investigations. And we have cases that are going on 30 to 40 years old. And people don't understand that. They just think, like, it's just gossip. This is real. Look how many people we have missing and murdered here. Danielle was born and raised in a traditional Native dance family. She has lived in Hoopa Valley her entire life. We grew up poor here on the Hooper Indian Reservation. Um, our electricity was constantly getting shut off. Um, we hardly had any food to eat. My father was a vice chair. During that time period, they were volunteers, so they didn't get paid. He spent all his time working for our tribe for free. So we didn't have no money coming in to, you know, to pay the basic bills and stuff. So I had to start working at 14 years old. Like many other young children growing up on a reservation, Danielle faced unique hardships, but despite those challenges, she persevered. She completed college and chose her career as a means to implement positive change in her tribe. I'm a survivor. Grew up in domestic violence as a child. And then as far as sexual assault, you know, I experienced that personally. 
as a teenager. There really wasn't no avenues at that time when I was growing up to see who you would report that to. At that time, domestic violence and sexual assault was like something that you just heard of. We didn't really understand it. Now, coming into this time frame, um, it's easier to advocate. The way that we grew up, you know, in the 90s was um, basically the whole prison mentality of snitches going ditches and you don't say nothing. People were always scared to say anything because you never knew if you said something like something was going to happen to you bad. Danielle's experience as a survivor of domestic violence and sexual abuse is sadly not uncommon for Native women, as we've learned this season. In our interviews with the families of Emily, Sumi, Andrea, and Khadijah, we learned that all of these women experienced some sort of violence prior to their disappearance. We wanted to learn more about the resources available in Hoopa, so we asked Danielle to take us through the steps they go through when a client seeks help. So when they come in here, they're in a lot of danger. They just leave. They don't get to grab nothing. So constantly we're starting from scratch. We have to help them get their birth certificate, their driver's license, their, a copy of their children's stuff. They don't even have a toothbrush. They don't even have a hairbrush. They don't even have gas in their car. They're running in here on fumes because abuser will control and isolate an individual. They won't let them be around their family. They won't let them have enough gas to make it off of the reservation because if they have enough gas to get off the reservation, they can get out of here and leave them. There's real challenges that come with leaving any domestic violence relationship, but survivors residing on reservations face additional obstacles. We have to sometimes move them like states away from here. And we have to move them out fast. They can't stay here on the reservation because they will find them. The scope of Danielle's work extends beyond assisting survivors of domestic violence. We help people that are witnesses to be able to help that case. If they're scared, we help them go into safety as well. We only had to change one person's name for safety um, because they felt no matter where they went, they were in danger. We are, too, because they watch me. They see where I go. They try to track me down. I had a tracker in my car. Someone cut my brakes before. Someone cut, loosened my lug nuts, you know, working in this job. So I'm not safe even on the coast. People are related everywhere. I'm not safe anywhere. Neither are they. When we try to help everybody, we try to do it secretly and honestly. They have no name. They're by code because law enforcement also are connected to the community and they could tell people as well. And if one person knows where that person is, then guess what? Everything's compromised and their safety is in danger. The safety of their clients is of the utmost importance to Danielle and her team. They don't take for granted the courage that it takes for clients to leave their circumstances and trust others with their story. I always tell people, do not judge. You don't know the circumstances that each person's in. We'll continue here to provide for their needs so that they don't have to feel like they have nothing. As long as it takes for them to be able to find themselves again and get their spirit to be able to be whole again.
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Want to teach your kids financial literacy but not sure where to start? Greenlight can help. With Greenlight, parents can keep an eye on kids' spending and saving, while kids and teens use a card of their own to build money confidence. As a parent, you can send instant money transfers, set up chores, automate allowance, and more. It's a convenient way to run your household, customized to your family's needs, and the easy way to raise financially smart kids. Get started with Greenlight today and get your first month free at greenlight.com slash odyssey. The MMIP office in Hoopa offers a wide variety of services, including hosting community violence prevention events. Flyers with bright red letters advertising an event later that day were posted on local billboards in town. One flyer read, MMIP Self-Defense Training with Yurok Tribal Member Tammy Lara, Lead Instructor and Owner of Fighting to be Fit, Women's Self-Defense and Training. Meredith and Jamie from our team joined the class. It was held in the gym of Hoopa High School. When they arrived, there are approximately 25 children, teens, and women sitting in a circle on large gym mats. Tammy, the instructor, started by demonstrating self-defense tactics. So everybody put your left leg up. It's like a game. Everybody put your left knee up, I should say. Your left knee. And everybody is down. All we're going to do, that knee is up. We're going to push off that left foot, opposite shoulder, and make our booty go to the left. Shortly after the demonstration, participants were asked to find a partner to learn and practice self-defense techniques with. The first thing I want to do is frame. When I frame, I'm in a stiff arm. Right? My arms are extended all the way out. I'm stiff arming. There's no bend in these elbows. Stiff. Right? I can hold his weight up if my arms are stiff. But if I collapse my arms, now it's fight. It's a fight. I have to bench press him off me. Right? Attendees learned how to escape an offender, use defensive tactics, and maintain distance and balance during an attack. Basically, how to fight like hell to escape a violent situation. Although the topic was serious, there was laughter when attendees tried a technique and failed, and there were cheers when they succeeded. There was a sense of strength and camaraderie among the group, and hopefully, a sense of empowerment that would leave a lasting impression on the young participants. Our team left Hoopa following the self-defense class, and Danielle's words resonated with them. As far as domestic violence, you know, in MMIP, it's only a hair difference. On this river, there's 12 people since 2020 missing people. And those are not just Hoopa tribal members. Those are just random people that are coming to check things out or who knows what they're doing. But they knew somebody here and they disappeared. During this season, Khadijah Britton's case took us to Covalo, California, 200 miles from Hoopa. Khadijah's family spoke candidly about the documented domestic violence that she'd experienced and their belief that it led to her kidnapping. 
While in Covalo, Hoopa journalist Ali Hosler sat down with a local expert on domestic violence. My name is Yolanda Hoagland. I'm the director of the Native American Domestic Violence and Sexual Assault Program here under the Round Valley Indian Tribes. To better understand the scope of domestic violence issues here, we asked Yolanda about her caseload. Well, last year from January to December 2022, we serviced 76 people. Those include men, women, non-Native also. I asked them what they want me to help them with. Like, I have to figure out what do they actually want, what are they ready for. So when someone's ready for, you know, the complete move, I can help them with that. A lot of times it's they don't have their birth certificate, Social Security cards, uh, Medi-Cal, all of that kind of stuff. It's always starting over. I can offer a place to keep that for when they are ready because when somebody wants to leave, that's like the most dangerous time for them. It's different for a lot of people, for everybody actually. Well, one one person told me like it could take years, like it took years, and they knew that our office was here and wanted to come here, but they were just broken down by their spirit, by their abuser, and they didn't know how to get here. They were kept isolated and couldn't get free until I think their partner actually went to jail and then they were able to come here. It's a matter of like building their self-esteem back up and getting confidence in their self because a person has power and control over them and is constantly breaking them down or intimidating them. I wish I could get more people to come in and figure that out. Like if they come through the doors, I will help them. We asked Yolanda about jurisdictional issues, which we've continuously heard is an obstacle for this work. She walked us through the court process. Here at the tribes, we have tribal court. So if a person is living on the reservation or if both people are from here, it can be heard through tribal court or state court. I will ask our clients which venue they want. I don't try to persuade them either way. It depends on if the tribal court has jurisdiction over someone. That's if they live in in our boundaries here, then we can hear it at tribal court. As Yolanda explains, criminal cases can either be held in state court or tribal court when the alleged offender and the victim are both Native and the crime occurred on tribal land. If the offender is not Native, the case must be heard in state or federal court, depending on the allegations. California is one of six states that falls under Public Law 280, which some advocates believe complicates the process for victims. State court is at Ukiah, where we have to take the papers down to file. We process restraining orders that way. Those tend to go pretty easily. Most of the time they're granted. Like the TROs, the temporary restraining orders, will be granted for three weeks. And then the permanent hearing where a person would have to testify. They don't have to have any proof. Most of the time their own testimony is good enough for the judge. They can bring witnesses, pictures, medical reports, police reports, anything that they would like for the judge to see. If there's damages done to their cars or anything like that, they can tell the court about that. And I have seen the judge make the other person pay it back or return things that belong to them. The other part to that, and that is only in Ukiah. So if a person does call the sheriff and they make an arrest, the other party will go to jail and then the criminal proceedings will start. But Yolanda says, even after the process begins, justice rarely comes swiftly. 
Sometimes they get out quickly because they're going through the court process or they get bailed out. So they're like, why are they out already? That's why it's important for us to get the restraining orders. It can take months sometimes because they're so backed up down there. Do you ever wish you could become a detective and help find the clues to the case? How about all of that in a mobile game that you can take anywhere? In June's Journey, each scene leads to a new thrilling storyline. Uncover the mystery of June's sister's murder and find out about scandalous family secrets. The gameplay lets you find hidden clues as you investigate a murder mystery. Escape to a bygone age of mystery, danger, and romance. Let your imagination run wild when decorating your island estate and collect scraps of information to fill your photo album and learn more about each character. Whether you're craving a good mystery or looking for an escape, you can immerse yourself in the world of June Parker. June's Journey is a hidden object mystery game with a captivating detective story taking you back to the glamour of the 1920s with a diverse cast of characters. Each new scene takes you further through a thrilling murder mystery story that sets the main protagonist, June Parker, on a quest to solve the murder of her sister and uncover her family's many secrets. I travel so much while working that I personally love to play it while sitting around airports with all that free time I have. Can you crack the case? Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. While the case moves through the court system, Yolanda and her team partner with victim advocates at the courthouse in Ukiah. Victim advocates advise victims of their rights, define the aspects of the criminal case, notify victims if the offender is released, and attend court and provide resources and support. Most of the time, people don't want to go to court if they want a restraining order at civil court, and if they want the person to go to jail or, or do anger management or be on probation, then they have to do the criminal proceedings which means they have to go to at least two of those hearings where they tell the judge what happened in front yeah. of the, the abuser. And then if the person doesn't say, I did that, or I'll admit to some things, but not all of it, then they plead to something. If they don't do that and they just continue to say, I didn't do any of that, and they want to go to trial, 
then our clients have to get on the stand. And then most of the time, they're really scared to do that. A couple of times I sat up there with our clients, and the judge will allow that because it's a public setting and a lot of people are there and the abusers sitting there. Most of the time, they're like rolling their eyes or trying to intimidate or snickering like, come on, judge, it didn't happen. And then our clients are like really scared or shaken and don't even want to be there, but most of the time they're found guilty. It's important to note that the distance from Kovalo to Ukiah, where state court is held and restraining orders are issued, is an hour and a half. The distance, coupled with the complexity of the criminal justice system, only adds to the client's hesitancy and trauma. These factors may contribute to why Mendocino County has one of the highest rates of domestic violence in the state of California. Yolanda shared with us that she is keenly aware of the potential for violence in her community. One time, one of my children, I was scared they had left the valley with a friend. She wasn't answering. I couldn't find her. All these bad thoughts started going through my mind. I'm just praying. I found, like, the person she was with, and then he just, like, denied it, the whole thing. And I called the sheriff. The sheriff came, but it took, like, a long time for them to come. And then thought they were just going to go busting in doors and... I was expecting that kind of response, but it was totally different. It wasn't like that at all. And they're like, well, we can't really do anything. And I'm like, so afraid for my daughter. And anything could have happened to her. I was imagining her on the side of the road somewhere. I was very grateful and thankful, though. I found her, and my family showed up, and we went up there looking for her. And the people nearby was helpful. But I was just wanting to know where my daughter was, and I was fearful for her. We asked Yolanda how she stays balanced while doing such emotionally heavy work. I'm a part of a dance group. I keep like my sage right here, my feathers. I've been gifted. I just smudge off every now and then when I feel the need to. I'm a part of a dance group. It grounds me by doing those things because it's a lot of uh, vicarious trauma, I guess you'd call it, both domestic violence and sexual assault. And since I've been here, or moved here to the Valley in 2004, I was blessed to um, join a dance group that was already here within the domestic violence office. And in doing so, it balances my life. The work that Yolanda does is confidential. However, we did ask her if she knew Khadija personally. She was a dancer too. She was a little girl. I remember her um, dancing with the all-Native dance group with this domestic violence office. So that's when I first met her. She had a big smile, a little cute thing. So tall, she was tall. And <laughs> yeah, she had a beautiful smile and just happy. Imagining Khadija as a child, smiling and dancing at the domestic violence office is somewhat of a haunting image now especially considering her own fight through the domestic violence process later in life. Today, Yolanda and her husband do their part to ensure that Khadija's case is not forgotten. So we go a lot of places and sometimes we have the banner in the back of our van. He'll hang it up right there. I've taken it to some of my um, outreach booths that I've had and hang it on my, my domestic violence outreach booth. Advocates like Danielle and Yolanda are diligently working to highlight the systematic issues like violence that they believe are part of a ripple effect stemming from colonization and other generational trauma. For example, the boarding schools that forced assimilation in the late 1800s until the mid-20th century. 
And while their work is making a difference, they're calling for action from local, state, and federal legislators. California Assemblymember James Ramos, the first Indigenous legislator in the state of California, is spearheading these legislative efforts. I want to welcome you to the 2023 inaugural candlelight vigil at the Capitol here in Sacramento. We know, growing up in Indian country, that what we're talking about here today is nothing new to our people. We've been suffering through these different crises as a people for many years. Assemblymember Ramos has authorized several bills that protect and preserve Native land and culture, support Indigenous communities, and take action against the MMIP crisis. Additionally, in 2022, California Governor Gavin Newsom signed the Feather Alert into law. This alert system will aid law enforcement and families when a Native individual is missing or endangered by alerting the public broadly, similar to the Amber Alert. This will also increase collaboration between law enforcement agencies. We bring the light in to wherever we go to shine on the issues that are facing our people. We come together in one accord as one people here tonight to say our voices need to be heard to bring our loved ones home. If you would like to support the important work being done to end the violence against Indigenous women in California, you can visit at www.kimaw.org or www.rvit.org. You can also make donations to support the work being done at Kiama Medical Center and by the Round Valley Tribe. If you're in the state of California, support legislation established to combat this issue. If you or someone that you know is the victim of domestic violence, contact the National Domestic Violence Hotline at 1-800-799-7233. The Vanishing Point is a production of Tenderfoot TV, in association with Odyssey. I'm your host, Celicia Stanton. The show is written by Meredith Studman, Alex Vespastad, and Jamie Albright, with additional writing assistance by me. Executive producers are Donald Albright and Payne Lindsay. Lead producer is Jamie Albright, along with producer Meredith Studman. Editing by Alex Vespastad, with additional editing by Sydney Evans. Supervising producer is Tracy Kaplan. Additional production by Laura Freider and Ali Hostler. Research by Laura Freider and Taylor Floyd. Artwork by Byron McCoy. Original music by Makeup at Vanity Set. Mix by Dayton Cole. Thank you to Oren Rosenbaum and the team at UTA, Beck Media and Marketing, and the Nord Group. Special thanks to Greg O'Rourke, the KIDE 91.3 radio station in Hoopa, the Two Rivers Tribune, and all of the families and community members that spoke to us. For more podcasts like The Vanishing Point, search Tenderfoot TV on your favorite podcast app or visit us at tenderfoot.tv. Thanks for listening.